Hello, and welcome to the fifth episode of Creator Spotlight Season 2 from The Interface. Creator Spotlight is our series where we talk to creators about what they make and do and how they got started. Today, I'm joined by Harry Kirsch, who you instantly recognize from Food Wars on YouTube. Welcome, Harry. Hi, how are you doing? I'm very good. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm very well. Thanks for having me. Yes, no problem. Um, so yeah, so like many people, they'll probably recognize you from the highly successful uh, series on YouTube from Insider Food. Um, or was it Food Insider? Is it Insider Food or Food Insider? They they keep changing it. I think the latest thing is Insider Food. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, you for about three years now, I think since 2020, um, you and Joe and other people from, from the company have been making this series called Food Wars. Um, so just tell me a little bit about that. Sure. Uh, so I mean, Food Wars, like you say, it's, it's a show on uh, Insider Food. The main premise is that we are comparing fast food options uh, around the world, usually basing on two countries. We started off uh, comparing fast food in the UK and the US. So, for example, it would be McDonald's UK versus US. Uh, and within that, we'll compare things like the portion sizes to see who's got the larger portions, things like the uh, exclusive menu items that you'll find in one country, but not the other one, nutritional information, ingredients, uh, price, and, and much, much more. Yeah. Um, and just a little bit about, about yourself. So how did you get started into... Well, yeah. What did you do before Insider Food, and then how did you how did you get started into doing video? Like, did you approach somebody from the from the company to do it, or did they say did they come up with it themselves? Or yeah, so I'd say I've had like somewhat of an unconventional route into into where I am right now. Um, it wasn't necessarily a career that I sort of planned out. Um, it's more that I kind of ended up in, um, but I'm very much enjoying, so I want to keep doing it. Um, it was a slightly weird path. I studied law at university. I have a law degree because um, for a while I wanted to be a barrister. Uh, then was not enjoying my degree, started looking for other options, um, started doing some student journalism at, at Southampton where I went to uni um, and really, really enjoyed that. Through that, um, I was then after graduating, uh, able to get an internship at uh, Insider doing social media for a while, um, mostly on the social video distribution side. Uh -huh. So the video team in the UK would create videos, they'd give them to me, I would then upload them to like Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, various other social platforms. So by doing that, um, I was able to a kind of like get a pretty good understanding of the, of the social landscape, um, see how these platforms work, see what kind of content works on these platforms. And also I was able to get a pretty good working relationship going with the video team in the UK. Um, and if they ever needed kind of like a volunteer to uh, appear on camera, then I'd always just be the first person to sure. volunteer, whether that was doing um, fun things or less fun things like uh, eating really spicy chicken wings and stuff for the content. <laughs> um, but just kind of by doing that over over time, I was able to kind of build up, like I so say, this, this close relationship with the video team. Mm -hmm. um, I did social media for like two years or so, um, doing just like I say, the occasional video bit on the side. Before Food Wars, I did a show called um, Best in Town, where we'd kind of find, you know, four of the same food item and try and find out which one was the best. So we did like the best hot chocolate in London yeah, or yeah. something like that, um, which was good <clears> fun. Um, and yeah, I think just through doing that, I was able to prove myself as like a capable enough video host. And then after a while, um, I feel like I kind of hit a ceiling in the social role that I was in. So I pitched to move to the video team full time. Uh, luckily for me, they said yes. And then from there, we kind of found Food Wars and the rest is history. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's highly successful. I, I, I enjoy, I enjoy, definitely enjoy watching them while eating because I have, I have to watch them while eating. Otherwise, <laughs> I just feel so hungry. <laughs> it's Honestly, like writing the scripts is writing the scripts is hard work because I'm just staring at fast food menus all day. Yeah, uh, and then by the time it comes to uh, to dinner or lunch, I'm starving and craving really unhealthy foods. So. <laughs> is a lot of it scripted? Is it or like is everything you say on screen scripted? Is a little bit of ad lib or? Um, it's an interesting 
kind of format that we have. So I mean, we, we write scripts, but the scripts are more the kind of foundations of the episode. Okay. So within the script, um, we'll have basically all, all of the, the information, uh, all the factual information that we want to convey, whether that's, you know, here are the portion sizes, X, Y, Z. Uh-huh. Um, here are the stuff about, here are all, all the exclusive items, just kind of in a list. Um, but then a lot of it is, is improvised, is ad-libbed on the day. A lot of it's reactions. Um, this particularly comes on Joe's side. I think he's pretty good at the kind of like improv stuff. He's actually got a, a background in improv, in improv comedy, which I think helps him. That, that um, makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> does, yeah. <laughs> but so like, so, that, so in the script, for example, the exclusive section will just have like a pretty much just a list of, of the items. And then from there, it's up to myself and Joe as to like which ones we want to taste and, and try which ones we want to provide commentary on. Sure. Um, so that sort of stuff uh, won't be in the script like written down, but we'll kind of like yeah, work its way into the final edit. And oftentimes are kind of like the funniest moments are the things that weren't in the script. It's just the reactions that we get from, from oh, myself, yeah. Joe, and others as well. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. I had quite a, quite a burning question. I can't work it out from watching it, but do you and Joe film at the same time? Because there's some, there are some, you know what I mean? There are some interactions between so if you try something, oh, and he'll go like, oh, that's not very good. Or you know what I mean? Do they, are they filmed at the same time or? A lot of people ask this actually, yeah. which I think is, is a testament to our, to our editing team <laughs> because they're not filmed at the same time. Huh. Um, no, they're, they're not. So I'm obviously based in London. Uh, Joe's yeah. based in LA. So there's eight hours of time difference. Yeah. So um, to coordinate something like that at the same time is, is very difficult. Generally speaking, what will happen is that we'll shoot in the UK first and then we'll do like a rough edit we'll send that over to Joe so that he can then right. film his portion and also react to my clips as well. Um, sometimes it might be, it might be the other way around and he'll shoot first or sometimes I might go back in and film reactions. If there's like a funny bit that I think I can, I can add to after the fact. Um, but yeah, they're, they're not filmed at the same time. Uh, they are cool. just uh, convincingly edited. Yeah. It's very well edited. Yeah. So if you've, how much of a role do you have in, editing it because the the edit i've seen many comments before and i personally think it as well the editing on it is it's come it's come like so far from where it started if you know what i mean it, it's very high quality production like as a presenter on the show do you just film it and and leave or do you have quite a do you have quite a solid um involvement in how it's edited how it's how it's produced afterwards or yeah so my um my role on the team is managing producer uh, i started as like story producer which, okay so my role focuses more on more on the scripting and the hosting side of things um like i said i'm not like a trained videographer per se i, I didn't study it at uni I, I didn't really have that as part of my job beforehand um so my input on the editing is, is minimal in terms of like the actual like meat of the editing i will obviously like be watching rough cuts and kind of providing thoughts and, and ideas but um, we're fortunate to have a, a really amazing editing team. Um, we've got about three or four editors now on the team, uh, but people like Connor Blake, Yuli Song, um, Katya Kupelian, others, they're just really, really great. Um, really kind of understood the, the tone of the show and yeah. kind of impart their own, their own voice on it a lot. Because like, th- things like when you've got a show like this, because they're quite long episodes sometimes, mm. um, and they can be quite information heavy. So the, the pacing of the editing is like crucial. Yeah. kind of keep people keep eyeballs on these videos 100 um, so they understand that really well the, understanding the kind of comedic voice that we're going for as well um so yeah like i really have to just give all the all the credit to the editing team there i can't i can't claim credit for that one unfortunately yeah it's very good video video works quite tricky like i've only just recently st- so i've done this podcast for about a year now um as that's relatively easy to edit because it's just one camera like but i've started doing more on sh- on on site stuff and it's definitely Oh, there's a lot more to it than you than you think. It's quite it is quite tricky, um, but yeah, it's 
I must, yeah, the editing's amazing. So if you give that feedback, that'd be good. <laughs> it's great. I will. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think someone's asked it before, but the the filming process for that show. So it's like a twenty thirty minute episode, sometimes even longer. Like, how long? How long does that take to sort of just first film? Is that a whole day or? It really depends on the episode. Um, sometimes it will take only a couple of hours. Sometimes it will take more like a whole day. Uh-huh. Um, depends on a few on a few factors. I mean, obviously, like the size of the menu and like how much stuff there is to talk about at any given chain. Sometimes we'll do a show, an episode where there's only like, I don't know, four exclusives in the UK. <laughs> so there's not really yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot to discuss kind of in that front. Um, sometimes there'll be an episode where there's loads. So then we have to kind of go through it, give our thoughts. Uh, we did like a Denny's episode recently uh, and there yep. were like a lot of exclusives. So that took quite a while to film. Uh, also just the logistics as well. Obviously like some of the places are very optimized for delivery and big orders and service like that. Things like Domino's we, we've always enjoyed filming in the past because it's obviously like a primarily delivery based uh, business. Yep. So then we can just kind of like get everything brought straight to the door. They're pretty used to it. Um, that's all fine. Whereas then other times, um, it's required a lot more on the logistical side. So uh, we did like a Wendy's episode, for example, and uh-huh. we wanted to get on it basically just as soon as Wendy's were opening in the UK, because um, we wanted to be kind of like the first ones to to, uh, yeah. to strike. But then um, that meant that the only the first one they opened up was in Reading, um, not London. And our studio is in Surrey Keys in southeast London. So that involved me having to go to the office, hire a zip car, drive to Reading, collect loads of Wendy's, <laughs> drive back to London, and then shoot. So that ended up being like a full day. Uh, and obviously the food was very cold by the time I actually got to eat it because it had been sat in a car for about two hours. Yeah, that does. that is a question I had written down. Like, it, Well, also, I'll just get that bit in a minute. The the series has sort of come at the right time because I remember when I was a bit younger, I was thinking, oh, there's all these fast food restaurants in America. Like, when are we going to get these? Because we've got three. <laughs> um, and like in the last few years there's been a massive surge in like american restaurants you've had wendy's you've had um like uh what is it popeyes as well there's, there's so many american restaurants that have come here and you see you've sort of striked while they aren't hot a little bit um and the other question i had was you've basically answered like what do you do when there's only one location so i was you had the little caesar's episode a little while ago and you had the denny's episode there's only one of those in one of each there's one in i think denny's is in um south wales and then little Caesars up north somewhere so what did you what did you do for those because like i was discussing this with my girlfriend she said oh perhaps they go and rent a studio up in where the restaurant is or but it sounds like you just go and get it and come back and so it depends on where it is <laughs> like for wendy's um because that was just like a one-off and it's not too far away in yeah. Reading. Uh, i just did that by renting a car and doing it in one day but um the, yeah the little Caesars and the denny's we actually did travel um so we like that was a bit more of a logistical task. I had to find some studio space that we could use in South Wales. Okay. Um, so we like rented a car, drove to Denny's, got the stuff, went to the studio space and shot the episode. And then from there, we drove straight up to Derby, which is not a logical, um, not like a logical trip plan at no, all. Yeah. But we just thought, you know, if, if we're going to travel for one, yeah, yeah. we might as well package it into one. And um, just so that was it's like slightly more cost effective that way to kind of do it all in one go. Uh-huh. Um, so it was just a three person crew of myself, um, our producer, Charlie Floyd, and um, one of our supervising producers, Leon Siciliano, um, just did like a three person trip. <laughs> but yeah, so that one, uh, we actually had to find studio space elsewhere. I think like we did pretty well in the end to make it I mean, the, the benefit of the studio of the food wars setup is that all we really need is like a white wall and, and a table, table. Yeah. Um, and, and some lights. So 
we can replicate it or close enough to replicating it um, pretty easily. So uh, yeah, I, I think we did a pretty good job. I don't think most people would watch that and be like, this looks super weird. They might be like, eh, it's no. a slightly different table to normal. No. But yeah. I, I just thought, oh, it's just the same the same place I, I just picturing you walking yeah. into a, i just picture you walking into a studio now carrying like a like an army amount of food just like what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> it's really it's yeah one of the more surreal moments of the job of which there are quite a few it's quite a surreal <laughs> surreal job that i've ended up in um but yeah it's uh, it's really good fun and um yeah fortunate enough to like work with a, a really great crew um yeah. makes it very uh very it's enjoyable like the, the shoot the shoots are fun yeah now also like some restaurants are geared to deal with that amount of food in one order so like do you have is there some restaurants you have to call ahead of time to say look look guys like we're gonna order like a stupid amount of food tomorrow <laughs> just just be prepared or do you have to just surprise them and see how they deal with it there are some where we do so for, for denny's i gave them a heads up because i was <laughs> like we're going to be arriving around this time we don't have that long because we've only rented the studio for like half a day so we yeah. can to, like get the food and get to the studio fairly quickly so I just I gave them some some heads up to be like, hey, we're going to come in and uh, and have a pretty big order. Um, some of them are okay actually. Some of them are really used to it. We did uh, actually a cinemas episode recently. We mm. did like um, Odeon in the UK versus AMC in the US because it's owned by the same company. Yeah. And I went in and did the classic thing of like, can I pretty much just have one of everything on the menu, please? Uh, and they were like, yeah, fine, not a problem. <laughs> yeah. And I even asked, I was like, is this like, is this is this your biggest ever order? And they said, no, not, not at all, not even close. So, <laughs> so they were completely unfazed. I think they've had some like massive kids' birthday parties before oh, yeah. where they have to sell about 100 things of popcorn. So they, they were unfazed, which is nice. Yeah, that's fair enough. I think you mentioned, is it, always, is it always you that has to go and collect the food? Or is it just, <laughs> is it someone else that gets it? Or It's generally me um, on the UK side. Like we try to shoot with quite a small crew where we can just to kind of like, yeah, I mean, keep costs down. Oh, yeah. We don't have that many staff in the uk um insider is like still a primarily american business we have grown actually a bit the uk office but the video team is, is still fairly small so just just in terms of resources and, and keeping costs down it's usually like me and maybe two producers uh, okay. we have done it with just me and one producer before um but yeah usually just for like for ease it's, it's me who will go and go and collect the food yeah definitely um and I've got some quick fire questions at the end, um, which we'll do. But the other thing that I really enjoyed that you and Joe did recently was food tours. That was, mm. that was really good. Um, like I can imagine the filming process for that in some of the busier restaurants was a bit awkward. Cause I imagine you probably, you guys probably aren't using small cameras. They're probably quite big, like larger cameras maybe. Um, but yeah, what, what, what was the, what was the main idea for that? Was Joe quite interested in coming to the, to the UK and trying our food or what was, What's all the inspiration for that? Yeah, I mean, so one thing about food wars is that particularly when just the kind of UK and US side is con is concerned, yeah. um, there there is kind of like a lifespan on it in, in a way, just because there's only a finite number of fast food chains yep. and, and snacks and drinks that are popular in, in both countries. Um, we have been able to innovate quite a lot within that format. I mean, we started off just doing kind of, you know, McDonald's, KFC, Burger King, like the big chains. Mm -hmm. And now we're doing things like Coca-Cola, like Monster Energy, uh, some snack brands like Pringles. So yep. there, there is still stuff that we want to explore within that. But um, Food Tours was partly born out of just the need to like keep things fresh and keep like new new sources of, of content. So um, we were looking at things that we could do. Uh, like I say, like previously when I was kind of first starting to do video, I did a show called Best in Town. Mm. Um, and that was one that we really liked. And we used to get comments kind of asking for us to, to bring that back. Um, and I think there's 
definitely like has yeah we, we thought there was potential to do that we didn't just want to do it in the same way um because like i think inside a video has kind of evolved a bit since since we were doing that yeah um and we didn't want to just kind of go back and, and do the same thing as before but there were definitely elements of that that i think were great and that we wanted to kind of like build upon um especially now that we had this food wars kind of established us uk dynamic as well mm-hmm. and myself and joe dynamic um so yeah i, I think we, we were looking at other things that we could do and that really was um was the one that kind of like stuck out to us as, as a possibility so yeah we were fortunate enough to um get some like budget approval for that we only had joe here for one week so we only were able to film three but thankfully they've been received really really well on youtube so we're going to make more uh, which is exciting yeah i'd be quite interested if you went to to the usa as well that'd be quite interesting so yeah oh, okay <laughs> my 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 lips are sealed <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's a, it's a really good format um, and i'm but, surprised how many like how many views it got very quickly um so it's yeah yeah so honestly honestly so will we um, yeah. which is a nice a nice surprise because I, I think one thing that that series goes for i mean not that food wars doesn't do this but one thing that this series goes for is we're kind of looking more at uh, seo for views so we'll be looking at more like you know what's what's a youtube or like a, what's a youtube user or a tourist going to be googling when they're going to a city like london um one thing is you know you might just Google best best pizza London, best roast yeah. London, best breakfast London. Um, and that's the sort of like, uh, SEO tends to be slightly more of a long game with, with views like that. Whereas um, Food Wars, at least with the big episodes, we tend to get more of like an initial spike just because, you know, they're, they're quite eye-grabbing videos. Um, people know the format at this point. Whereas, yeah, uh, we, we were sort of like expecting them to, to do well, but maybe to be a more of a slow burn. So the fact that they've kind of all across the million views in the first month or two of the yeah, yeah. release is, is really really great yes yeah, good um but yeah so that's it's exciting uh we've got lots more lots more ideas and the potential for that is is also kind of limitless as well just because we can go to so many countries so many cities um try out like local cuisines oh, yeah. whether it's with myself and joe or like other hosts as well like combinations of, of hosts we've used obviously like uh nikhil kini in, in india george japan for our, for our japan food war series love to get them back and, and kind of like have them showing people around so yeah, there's um, a lot of possibilities. To get back to your point about the, the logistics of it, yeah. it is very different to what we're used to doing and that, that's been an adjustment. Um, but it's uh, it's been a fun one because obviously going from Food Wars where you have a very controlled environment, you're just in this like white background, kind of looks like you're just in the void eating yeah. your food, um, to going out into the world uh, is, is an adjustment. For the most part, um, it's been okay. It needed a lot of careful planning. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlie Floyd, our producer, has, has been great for that because these are filmed in one day as well. These are all filmed in one day. There's no no camera tricks there. So the fact that we have to kind of like, you know, plan all of our spots in advance, let them know when we're going to arrive, what we're going to want, what we're going to need, um, and getting all that sort of stuff done ahead of time is, is huge. Um, so there's a, a lot of it can be mitigated with, with careful planning. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, there's, there's some things that you can't really prepare for. In the Full English Breakfast episode, um, the third place we visited, uh, Ipolici, was chaotic. It was so busy. <laughs> it was absolutely yeah. mad. It was mad in there. It's tiny. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's tiny. We were crammed in. We had so little space to operate in. Yeah. Um, and I think we ended up managing to do really well, despite the um, the limited the limited space that we had. Um but yeah, it's, it's, it's been an adjustment, but a really exciting one. It's something that we've wanted to do for a while. Food Wars obviously kind of like really kind of kicked off just during the pandemic. Yeah, um, that's right. So our travel opportunities have been really limited until now. Um, so yeah, it's it's been, it's great that A, we've been able to do this. B, um, we're working with a team that's kind of like made it 
a relatively smooth process and also that yeah people are actually watching it yeah there's um did any restaurants that you approached saying look we're going to film here did they say no like there was any um yeah there were a few actually um it, it really depends on the restaurant some of the chains really love the promotion some are maybe a bit more hesitant about the kind of impact that we might have on on their um like workflow and if we're going to get yeah. in the way i think sometimes as, as well people assume i know if, if tv crews for example go and film somewhere then it, it can be a much bigger thing yeah they'll have big crews they'll have lots of lighting loads of like a guy with the boom they'll have massive cameras that sort of thing um whereas the benefit of us is that we really are like quite a surgical operation in a lot of ways because we film with quite a small crew mm-hmm. that was uh food tours was me and joe hosting we had uh, Leon as our kind of like producer overseeing it. And then we had David Adiqui and Charlie Floyd on camera. So it was just a two camera shoot, um, just like handheld yeah, 200 yeah. cameras. So we, re- so we really don't take up that much room. And, and we always try and get that across to people um, when we're pitching it to them. Um, there, there were a few, it depends. So the, the one that sticks out is like with the fish and chips episode that we did of, of food tours in this batch. Um, we were trying to find a pub option because we wanted like one of the places that we went to to be a pub. Yeah, it's yeah. like a, it's a... a traditional facet of fish and chips, yeah, is, you know, yeah. like a pub, pub fish and chips. <laughs> so we wanted one of the options to be a pub and we were really struggling to find a pub that would accommodate us mm. um, and also let us in the kitchen, which was kind of like yeah. the one of the sticking points for us is that with the show, we wanted um, some process footage of, of the food being made. And a lot of the chefs seem to have kind of like complete control over the kitchen and who's allowed in it rather than the owners. Because there were one or two where the owners were like, yeah, this sounds great. We're really keen. Yep. Let me speak to the chef. And then we get a call back being like, sorry, can't, we can't do it. Um, so, yeah, uh, you have to deal with deal with a couple of chefs and, and navigate that sort of thing. But we always try to be accommodating. Um, the videos, I think, would be worse if they didn't want us to be there. And then that was clear because it's kind of like it's tricky to hide that sort of thing on camera. It can be quite funny on occasion, but generally speaking, we want to be able to like, you know, get all the footage we need, yeah. take our time a little bit, not feel like, not feel like we're rushed or that we're being like kicked out. So, um, yeah, not, not everyone's thrilled about it. Some people did say no, but yeah. I think the ones who did say, I think the ones who said yes are happy that they said yes. Yeah. The, the footage, that extra bit of B-roll that you put in place, it definitely helps lift the, the video production quality. And also if you're seeing, if people looking, like as you said, you it, there's two types of people that are watch that sort of videos. People are looking to come to the area. There's also fans of insider food. As it just helps see the things being made. It sort of helps bring the quality up. Um, so yeah, it's, I've just got some. That's most of the main questions I've got. I've got some like quick fire questions that I'm, I'm sure people that <laughs> people are trying uh, to trying to know the answers to. So, um, well, yeah. So for food for food wars. Well, sorry for food wars. Yeah, who gets the who gets the leftovers? <laughs> uh yeah so the leftovers are usually split between the crew um it depends on the episode as to like how much of it we're we're able to keep hold of and take home yeah, yeah. um some of them we're like basically that we start from the point of trying to waste as little as possible of because course, yeah. we don't want to do that um so we'll start from there and kind of like go from there um the snack episodes are great so if we do an episode on like crisps for example that was great because i just took loads of crisps home and they keep for ages so lunch the next week so (laughs) exactly sorted um pizza is another good one so if we do a pizza episode leftovers keep pretty well yeah um that's also great it's it's things like you know like burger king maybe which don't keep quite so well 
because uh, as soon as like a whopper starts to go a bit stale and, and soggy, it's, it's, it's very unpleasant. Hard. So yeah. things like that, um, we'll try to eat as much as we can on the day, um, maybe take a few bits home and then uh, throw out stuff that like we just we can't eat. We've also tried to donate some stuff as well. We did like a Heinz episode. Uh-huh which obviously is like a lot, a lot of canned goods um, and condiments and things like that, which are more suitable for donation. So um, sometimes in, in episodes, I won't try everything because we want to be able to like keep them intact and be able to donate them rather than giving people, you know, a That's half empty good. bottle of ketchup. Is, uh, yeah, it's not a place. That's good. Um, what's your favorite food item? <laughs> like fast food or just the fast food or just in general? In general. It's quite. A it's such a hard question. question. Yeah, no. <laughs> it is. It's, it, the the trouble with me and food is that what I am kind of like craving and thinking of at any given moment can change massively with my mood. <laughs> um, but there are there are a few things that uh, are recurring favorites. My grandma makes a really good steak pie, and that has a big nostalgia factor for me. Um, <laughs> so maybe maybe Nana's Nana's steak pie, or um, nice oh man. A, a good burger is is so hard to beat. Um, no spoilers, but. Burger and Beyond in London um, is probably my favorite burger in London. They have this like just incredible double cheeseburger, which um, I could eat pretty much whatever the weather, I think. It did look good in that, in that episode, to be fair. So it's one for me to try, I think. Yeah. Have, have you been? No, I have not. No, no. Ah, man. Yeah, check yeah. it out. Are you based in London? No, I'm I'm based in sort of the Midlands. Oh, cool. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. So, yeah if, you, if you do, next time you get down to London, go tell them Harry sent you. Will do. <laughs> Um, yeah, so what's your favorite sandwich filling? <laughs> Ooh, favorite sandwich filling. Um, rec- like fairly recently, my main kind of like comfort meal, I suppose, or one of them, uh, is like a really good steak sandwich. If oh. I have like an evening to myself where I, um, want to like just treat myself a little bit, you know, like take some time cooking, yeah, yeah. unwind, get a podcast on in the kitchen. Um, yeah, I'll make myself like a very bougie steak sandwich. So we're talking like probably uh, ciabatta as, as the bread or oh, like yeah. a nice sourdough. Nice. Toast that in some olive oil. It's great. A little bit of mustard, a little bit of mayo, and then get a steak, heavily salted, peppered, all that stuff. Nice medium rare. Let that rest for a minute. And then we're like maybe chopping up some sun-dried tomatoes, getting that involved, a little bit of rocket. Uh, if I'm feeling extra fancy and I have the time, I'll like uh, melt some mozzarella and put that on top as well. Um, but yeah, probably a, if I'm feeling fancy, a steak sandwich. If I'm just talking meal deal, um, probably just chicken and bacon. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, I, I had this question written down. It said, "Not including food wars, how often do you take away?" And I just I was thinking as I was reading, as I wrote that, I was like, "It's probably the fact that you've you've had takeaway on camp. Like, if I had all of them, and is that sort of spoiled spoiled it a little bit or?" It really hasn't. No, okay. <laughs> this is a question I get. I, a question I get a fair amount is like, has, has doing food wars put you off fast food? And the answer is always no, no. A, resa- a resounding no. Yeah. Um, I love fast food. I, I still love fast food. Um, I, it might have changed some of the, the ordering habits that I had slightly in terms of like, I might, I've, I've discovered new menu items that I really like through doing food wars, which is great. That makes sense. Um, but no, I, I, I do. Um, I love cooking. It's just more of a question of like time, basically. Like if yeah. I'm, I'm fairly busy, so. I won't always have the time to cook in the evening. So, um, yeah, I maybe get a takeaway like once or twice a week if, if on average, sometimes more, sometimes less, depending on, on how busy I am. That sounds good. I did enjoy, um, did enjoy your, your, on your own channel. I did enjoy that cooking, um, episode you did a little while back. So that was quite good. I'd be quite like to see more. Yeah. Of that. Yeah. I, w- 
I need to I need to try and post more on that. It's it's difficult. Like I'm I'm sure like other people understand, but like when my job is obviously like video production, so I'm kind of doing that all day, and then I go home and I'm like, I don't want to make more videos because it's like yeah the same thing again. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's good fun. I do want to do that. I know like Joe's got his own YouTube channel, um, which he posts quite a lot on. Oh. And there's some really good stuff on there. Check that uh, out. A few other people at Insider have, have done the same. I know um, Claudia, who does regional eat stuff in the UK and so expensive food. She's got her own channel and posts some really great stuff on there. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think it's cool. And it, obviously, there's a lot of like ideas that I have that maybe just wouldn't work for insider food for whatever reason like logistically or just like the the audience mm. what they kind of want but um the stuff that i still think is good and, and want to make so having your own channel does also give you the opportunity to do that everyone go and subscribe to uh harry cash if you're listening to this yeah the link will be uh, in the show notes or on youtube down below so that's cool yeah. nice one <laughs> uh and it was also for one of the last questions the later questions is there any type of food you wouldn't you just straight up refuse to eat so my personal one is peanut butter i hate it <laughs> Ooh, but yeah, really? so, oh, I love peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I used to be a really picky eater when I was a little kid, uh, like super picky. Yeah. Um, and thankfully, I have I've really grown out of that. Um, it was kind of like I think a lot of it just came out of stubbornness when I was a little kid. You kind of you just decide you don't like foods based on either like one experience or just because you don't like the look of the food. Yeah. It makes sense. So it's like, I'm not going to eat that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I used to be really fussy. I'm now at a point where I will pretty much eat anything. Um, I might not love eating everything, <laughs> but I'll do it. Um, I struggle a bit, uh, probably like my food hell. I struggle a bit with tuna mayo, right. something about the texture of tuna mayo. Uh, and I don't love like fish. Like I'll, I'll, I'll eat fish, but, not loads so um yeah i think tuna mayo is is one and also i don't like i don't like tomatoes in sandwiches that's like a weird textural thing for me yeah i like tomatoes now like a raw tomato but when they're kind of like you know in season prepared well seasoned um all that stuff whereas i think a lot of the time with the kind of like pre-packaged sandwiches that you get in like a meal deal for example it'll just be a really watery mushy slice of tomato which I just don't think adds anything to a sandwich. It's kind of gross. Nice. So yeah. maybe my food, my food hell would be like a, a tuna mayo sandwich with uh, mushy tomato in it. I would think I would probably just politely refuse. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned that. Like when I was younger, I just straight up refused to eat tomatoes in general. I won't eat them raw, but I'll yeah. add them in like pasta dishes and stuff. But I've realized, oh, I've just noticed like, oh, I'll actually eat that now. It's, it's weird how your taste changes. <laughs> Yeah, it really does. I was the same. I used to not eat any raw tomatoes, but I would love, you know, pizza. I'd love spaghetti bolognese, that sort of thing. So like cooked tomato was fine. I, I think texture is, is one big thing for me when, when I eat in food. Like mm. it's almost on a similar level to the way something actually tastes. If something tasted good, but had a really off-putting texture, um, I think I'd, I'd still struggle to eat that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know what that says about me, but yeah, texture, texture is key. It's, uh, it's important. Yeah. Um, and one last thing, the have you got any advice for people looking to get into video work or presenting on camera? Because it's quite a tricky thing. Um, and just any any advice for anyone looking to get into making videos as a hobby or a job? Or yeah, um, like I said, I think I did have a slightly unorthodox route into this career, so I can't pretend to be like a complete expert. Um, for me, it was a case of like a, a little bit of right place, right time, but then also just like I say, being really keen and volunteering for any opportunity that came my way. Um, so that was really the way that like 
once I had that opportunity, I was making sure that I was seizing it with both hands. Sure. Um, I think for people looking to get into the industry, um, you don't have to study like video or, or content or anything like that. Um, I think it, for me, it's almost more important to be showing your passion through your side hobbies. Um, so you like your, your passion projects, whether that's, yeah, just having your own YouTube channel where you're producing vlogs, um, ensuring that you're like watching content and watching YouTube and keeping an eye on what other creators are making and, and what's working on the platform, what isn't staying abreast of all of that stuff. Um, so I think things like, yeah, just making sure that you're showcasing your interests through, um, your passions and, and your hobbies, I think is, is crucial. So, um, yeah, when it comes to then, you know, applying for an opportunity, having a show reel that you can point to, yeah. uh, having a portfolio, that sort of stuff, I, I think is crucial. Yeah. And just one thing I've, so I started, um, making videos for my day job last year, um, and also for this, uh, the interface website as well. Um, one thing I would mention to people looking to get into it is you don't need all the fancy equipment to start with. You can, there's many people I spoke to on this podcast, which are just film car videos with a phone and it looks great. <laughs> so you, if yeah. someone's looking to get into it, just, just go outside, film something you want to film and just go from there. Basically. I think, I think that's a good, a good thing. Yeah, hundred percent. It's like, it's almost more accessible than it's ever been. Um, which in, in some ways I guess is a bad thing because it's a lot of competition now because anyone can just pick up a phone and make a video. But in other ways, like if you are someone who's passionate about it, you can offer something fresh, you can offer something a little bit new. Um, then yeah, like the opportunity is there. Um, particularly if people of a younger generation, they've like grown up with phones, they've grown up with video, they've grown up with social media. Um, these are all massive advantages because there are still people in the workforce who probably don't have the same level of understanding as the younger generation will. Um, so yeah, I think it's, uh, it's an exciting time for content. There's a lot of good stuff out there, but there's still a lot of things that we can explore. Definitely. Um, thank you, Harry, for joining awesome. me on the Creator Spotlight podcast. It's been really cool to talk to you about food wars, food tours, and also about, about yourself. Um, where can people find you if they want to learn more about what you make and do? Cool. Yeah, you can obviously find me and Food Wars on the uh, Inside of Food YouTube channel. You can find my own personal YouTube channel. I'm just at Harry Kirsch. Uh, I'm also on Instagram as a real Harry Kirsch and Twitter as Harry's Bad Tweets. <laughs> awesome. Uh, you can find the interface at theinterface.uk. We've got three podcasts at the moment. Um, so it's, it's plenty, plenty of stuff for everyone. Uh, thank you for joining me, Harry, and we'll see you again next time. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. <laughs>